Another night of the offense putting up some runs. Another night of the starting pitcher doing just enough. Another night of the bullpen doing well. And we're going to talk about James Outman doing well and Max Muncy doing not so well. That's all on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to the $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fan perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to join the exclusive group, the everydayers, all you got to do is listen every day. And to help you listen every day is to be reminded that the episode is here every day. And you can do that by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. This is your first time listening watching. I'm Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host, Jeff Snyder. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team, and we've been clubhouse, been in the locker room. We've been to a lot of Dodger games. We've watched a lot of Dodger games. We've talked about the Dodgers a lot. So basically, a little chunk of our lives is dedicated to the Dodgers, and one of that that part of that chunk is this podcast, where we believe we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. That's what we're here to do today. Jeff, last night the Dodgers won again, ten three making the Orioles look like the Orioles of old. Uh, they didn't play well offensively, defensively, pitching-wise, a lot of things there. The Dodgers took advantage and uh, put up 10 runs, uh, 12 teams so far tonight. I don't know if all the games are done as we have scored at least 10 runs uh, in tonight's slate and Tuesday night's slate. So, uh, yeah, a lot of runs being scored around. The Orioles are not one of those teams that scored a lot of those runs. And one of those reasons is Michael Grove, who we're going to start talking about first, because Michael Grove uh, might be making a step in the right direction and might be able to get left-handed hitters out, which he hasn't been able to do up until about three appearances ago. Yeah, that could be huge for him. It's kind of funny timing. We talked yesterday about Ryan Brazier and his new cutter and how that has totally made the difference for him. And it's kind of the same story for Grove. Obviously, Grove is in a different role, but Grove's big issue, like you said, has been He's had pretty heavy platoon splits. And what we saw on Tuesday night was a Michael Grove who can get lefties out because that cutter, uh, he was relying on it really heavily. And it's, uh, what what did you say? He just started throwing that this year, right? Just a couple months yeah, ago? June 28th was the first time he used it. He's thrown it 35 times and only to left, or 25 times, all to left-handed hitters. Huh. Yeah, so I'm... When, when you're a platoon pitcher, you either go to the bullpen or you find out a way to get opposite handed hitters out. Uh, and, and, you know, even Clayton Kershaw, as great as he is, he didn't become Clayton Kershaw with all capital letters, future Hall of Famer, until he developed his slider. And that slider is death on righties. You know, it's what turned Kershaw into an elite pitcher. Before that, he was a guy who threw too many pitches because he didn't have you know, quite that 
put them away stuff, especially against against right-handed hitters. And and so he needed to develop that third pitch. For for Grove, this cutter could be that pitch that turns him into an actual major league starter, which would be huge for the Dodgers. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't know what the trade deadline holds in store. You know, Lucas Giolito was on the bad end of one of those uh, 10 plus run games. Uh, I think he allowed eight runs and two, two plus innings or something on Tuesday. So, you know, it doesn't mean Giolito is bad, but you know, it, it, it kind of underscores the fact that there are no easy answers, no obvious answers. And uh, a guy like Grove actually becoming a productive pitcher, you know, e- even that game, you remember when, when he pitched against the Yankees and he gave up the two, two run homers to Jake Bowers, like, yeah, it's just Jake Bowers, but it's kind of indicative of Jake Bowers is a power hitting lefty. He's the kind of guy who Michael Grove needs to be able to get out, whether he's staying in the starting rotation the rest of the season, maybe even making a postseason start, depending, depending on how things go. Jake, uh, Michael Grove needs to be able to get lefties out, and this cutter seems like a huge development. Yeah, and you know it's, it's twofold for the Dodgers. It's him being a productive major league starter, which they need right now. Um, you know, would have preferred him to go to six innings if he could have, but you know, like kind of how we talked about the other day, if, you know, if these guys can go, if she and Miller Grove can go five every time out, that's kind of bare minimum at this point what they need. And then they'd need Julio and, you know, Kershaw, whoever else to kind of go more if they could. But, uh, but it also works if they do make a bigger deal for somebody else and, Hey, Look at this shiny new Michael Grove cutter that, you know, he can get left-handed hitters out and he can be, you know, maybe a number three, number four starting pitcher for you right now and could develop into more because he does throw hard. He does have a good curveball. He does have, you know, now that cutter, he can get lefties out. And, you know, with a little bit more development and seasoning, he could become a guy that is probably a number two on a bad team, but a, a number three or four on a or five on a really, really good team, depending how you look at it. So, yeah, it, it, it benefits the Dodgers in multiple ways, and especially right now when they need guys that can go innings. And especially in this game, the Dodgers put up five in the second inning, and then, you know, Grove kind of – he had a really good first inning, one, two, three. Second inning struggled a little bit, did give up a run, um, ended up getting out of it. And you were like, man, I just hope Grove can, you know, hold the fort down for five innings, even if they get it to, you know, tie it up. At least the Dodgers have those five runs already in the bag. Maybe they'll tack on more. That ended up with what happened. Grove did the five. He uh, couldn't get into the six. Yancy Almonte came in, saved him. And then the rest of the game was Phil Bickford and uh, Nick Robertson, who the Dodgers, you know, are, are those are the two guys lowest on the totem pole right now in terms of relievers. So overall, good win. But it started with Michael Grove being able to shut down after the Dodgers put up runs first. But And, you know, the Orioles had seven lefties in the lineup. So it wasn't like, you know, and the Orioles have, came in. They're a really good team. They're you know, second best record in the AL, maybe still if they're really close to catching the Rays. They have a really good offense. You know, they came in winning eight in a row. The Dodgers have kind of shut them down the last two days. So, you know, it's a good step in the right direction. We don't know what the future holds, especially the immediate future. He could be on another team in two weeks. Uh, but either way, if he's not, we're, we're glad that he's learning this new or he has this new pitch in his arsenal. And if he is, we're probably glad with the, whoever they got for him. Yeah, for sure. And the fact, you know, it was 93 degrees and humid there in Baltimore. The fact that uh, Grove even got into the sixth inning, obviously they would have loved for him to get, you know, two or three outs in the sixth inning, but even to get in in there was huge. And then the offense stepped up. You know, Almonte had to pitch the bottom of the sixth, but then it was the top of the seventh. The Dodgers kind of put the game away. They scored four more runs. 
at that point, yeah, Dave Roberts is able to say, okay, good. I don't have to use any more good relievers. And and Roberts even said after the game that he was hoping to avoid Phillips and Gratterall again, give them a second straight day off because that sets them up really well because now they've got the day game today and then a day off tomorrow. And so even if Phillips and Gratterall both pitch today, which you have to assume they both will whether they're needed or not, they'll probably both pitch and then they'll go into Friday having only pitched once in the last four days each. So really sets them up well for this series in Texas. And, and that's, you know, credit to Grove and the offense of, you know, Grove keeping it close and then the offense busting out late so that Roberts was able to deploy his bullpen uh, the most efficiently, uh, most efficient way possible. Yeah, the Dodgers turning the cutter into the new sweeper is probably going to be something we have to talk about. So if someone, one more guy learns a cutter and it works well, we're going to have to look into it. Hey, that. Tony Gonsolin, get you a cutter. <laughs> Yeah, that'll work. Uh, one of the guys that had a couple hits last night was James Outman. James Outman has looked better at the plate. He's striking out less. He's doesn't have as much power as he had before, but he's making more contact. We'll talk about that and, and you know, kind of what we've noticed and what they talked about on the broadcast. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Have you ever been in a tough spot where you need a little financial help? Well, that's why Dave is great because Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. You know, there's always a time where it's usually car trouble. Car trouble is always the one that gets me. You got, you know, you need brakes. You need one time I needed a new transmission and, you know, you need, you, you're you like, oh, man, I don't get paid for a couple of weeks, but I need to drive in order to handle that. Well, Dave can help you out with all of that, and you know it, it helps you out for you. Finances are intimidating, but that's why you need Dave because it can make managing your money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash advance, fee-free gold tracking, and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling, leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe and listen every day and become a part of the Everydayers. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Remember, if you cannot watch the Dodger game, but you still want to listen, you can catch the hometown broadcast uh, every game on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you have to do is search Dodgers and you can get that home broadcast there for you every game. You can also find us on there if you search Lockdown Dodgers. All right, Jeff. So James Outman had a couple hits last night and also a couple no strikeouts, two hits, two walks. Has had a pretty good last 10 days or so. Um, you look at the last seven games, specifically he's hitting 333. Uh, with just six strikeouts, seven hits, and 21 at-bats, six walks as well. So he seems to have cut down a little bit on the swing and miss. Uh, no home runs in that stretch, and you know maybe cut down a little bit on his power as well. But he's hitting some lefties. He's hitting you know contact. He's stroking some singles. 
and looks like something that's a little bit more sustainable. And if he gets comfortable with that, we can see something similar to kind of what we saw with Lux last year, where the power starts to come along once he gets comfortable with this new way of swinging. Yeah, I went back 10 games. You know, he had the the day off on, on July 3rd. Um, and then he, what was that, the first game against the Pirates. And uh, and since then, 10 games since then, he's batting 333. He has a uh, OPS over 1,000 in that time. Uh, and for me, like you mentioned, the strikeout, the contact, he did it two home runs in the first game of that stretch on the 4th of July, hasn't homered since then. Um, but the, uh, the strikeout rate is the huge thing before, you know, through July 3rd, his strikeout rate this season was 34.6%, which is too high. <laughs> since then the last 10 games, it's 27.8%, which is actually pretty close to league average. Uh, if James Altman can have a league average strikeout rate, he he's still going to hit some home runs, uh, you know. And, and I think over time it will become a, a situation where he can pick his spots. Uh, we used to talk about that with Cody Bellinger. How okay when you're in a two and zero count, sit dead red and let it fly. You know, get your get your two zero two one home runs, but you know, shortening the swing up or at least you know going back to the regular short swing when you're not in that situation. So that most of the time you are trying to get a base hit with Outman's speed. You know, he is so valuable on the bases because he, he can steal a base. He can take an extra base. He has a very good chance of scoring when he gets on base. And the, and the thing we've seen with him, even some of his home runs, you watch his swing. He doesn't even complete the swing. And so it's always been so weird to me that he strikes out as much as he does because he doesn't have to have, he doesn't have this huge, you know, Fernando Tatis accidentally pull your shoulder out of the socket on the swing kind of swing. He's got a very compact swing, you know, Oral Hershiser in the broadcast on, on Tuesday compared him to Chase Utley. And it, it is kind of like that where you remember Utley used to do that. It looked like a half swing. And, you know, when you think about it, that's, I mean, I've heard hitting coaches preach that, that you need all your energy going into the ball. Once the bat has made contact with the ball, it doesn't matter anymore, you know? So if you don't need to use that much energy after the ball has already gone off the bat, uh, and we've seen that a lot with Outman, and it seems like maybe he is, it, it also feels like they're attacking him less with high fastballs lately. And, and maybe it's because he showed that he wasn't, either wasn't as susceptible to him, wasn't going to swing at him as much. But during that stretch when he was striking out a ton, uh, in May and June, it seemed like they attacked him with high fastballs a lot and seems like they're not as much anymore. Uh, but you know, that, that could be my perception. I haven't looked at any stats on that, but, uh, overall, I mean, if Altman can make contact, he's going to get his hits. He's going to get, you know, he, he went two for three on Tuesday. He, uh, he's going to get some infield hits. He's going to hit some doubles. He's, you know, and him on, on the base is very valuable. Especially at the bottom of the order, him getting on base is, you know, huge. When Mookie, Freddie, Will, you know, all these guys get up to the plate, having somebody on base in one of those innings that swings around uh, is is key. And for him, he's kind of, you know, everyone as a whole in that outfield, Outman, Peralta, and Hayward have kind of solidified themselves as the outfield. Mookie Betts has played infield, I want to say, the last 
10 game or at least nine in the last 10, something like that. He's played infield. And a lot of that is because they've only faced right-handed pitching. And so yeah, they have yeah. that, they have their left-handed outfield that they play against right-handed pitchers. And uh, I think who they're going to face Andrew Heaney and another lefty in Texas. So we'll see Mookie back in the outfield soon, but yeah, they've had a long stretch of facing righties. Yeah. Well, we would think, you know, with, with Chris Taylor now back with, uh, well, Jake Murray's Nick got hurt. Uh, going out to the going out to center field, he's gonna go on the injured list. Johnny DeLuca will be back, so like those two guys may get a couple starts here. We'll see, you know, what they end up doing. Mookie because Vargas is not in the majors anymore, but regardless of it, you know, Outman had gotten to a point where he wasn't guaranteed to start against righties and wasn't starting at all against lefties. He's gotten some hits against lefties recently. I don't know if there's enough there to justify him to start, but uh, if you know, if they want to keep Mookie in the infield and kind of keep one other outfielder that hits lefty up, up in the starting lineup, uh, that might be the case for him. So it's good. And it, it's one of those where we talked about it. How fast can he make his adjustment? It took about a month for starting pitchers and p- other pitchers to make their adjustment to him. Took him a little bit longer than a month to make that adjustment back. Uh, but it seems like he's in a good spot. And yeah, like you said, I, it, I test, it seems like he's not getting as much high fastballs, but he is walking a lot more. And, you know, I probably missed a couple of pitches here and not bad. Maybe they are throwing them there and he's just not swinging like he was before um, because he is walking a lot more than he was before. And I think that's kind of what's what's helping out cut into that strikeout rate as well is that he's not getting, he's either not getting those high fastballs or he's not swinging at them regardless. And uh, it's a, he's being a productive MLB outfielder, which is exactly what the Dodgers need. It doesn't lessen the need for another bat in at all anyways, but it does, you know, kind of help out in the other sense of like, okay, we don't need a center fielder. Maybe we, we just need to get somebody that can hit. That's not a first baseman or a catcher or a DH. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at Mookie's numbers in his last 19 games. Uh, he has played at least some infield in 17 of those games. You know, some of the games he started in right field and moved to the infield later only twice has he played right field the entire game. So, yeah, he's a. I think Mookie's shooting for that after six straight gold gloves in right field. He's shooting for that uh, utility player gold, gold glove this year. And uh, I, I think he's got to be the front runner. Uh, he's playing good defense everywhere he goes. So, yeah, it's uh, having Outman there is it would be huge, obviously, if they can get him swinging the bat well again. Uh, somebody else is going to slump uh, in the next segment. We're going to talk about somebody who's currently slumping. You know, th- those things are always cyclical. But having Outman there at the bottom of the lineup uh, could be huge for this Dodgers lineup. Yeah, like you mentioned, that uh, that one person slumping is Max Muncy. He's had a, a kind of a weird year, but now he's at a point, at least the last couple weeks, where he's not getting robbed anymore. He's not hitting the ball as hard anymore. He's just kind of there in the middle of the lineup, kind of a little bit of a black hole. So we'll talk about that. So that's what's up next. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Check out Sleeper if you want the chance to win more money with less picks. Head to Sleeper where you you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Mookie Betts did not homer the other day when I gave you guys that as a pick, but uh, usually he had homered on those days. So, But again, right now, Freddie Freeman's heating up. So Freddie Freeman's definitely someone you want to get in on your picks. Probably for some hits, you know, get get a hit. Uh, Freddie Freeman, yes. Remember, you can get up, you can stack up to eight of those picks and you can win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball because you can get up, like I said, you can choose as, as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on big time stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. If you get your picks right, you could win big. 
So go check out the sleeper app. You can, you know, see what's all there. Entries are, can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. There's safe and fast withdrawals. There's an in-group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's picks with the tap of a button. So go check out the sleeper app and, and all those functions and functionalities they have. And right now, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers teams are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. Last segment and one that's not as positive as the first two segments. This one's about Max Muncy and his struggles at the plate. He went 0 for 6 last night. Uh, he did have an RBI, but that was on a ground ball. that Mookie Betts helped him out by getting a really good jump at third base. But yeah, 0 for 6 last night, a couple of strikeouts. He's hitting 111 over the last week. He's hitting 182 or he's on 187 now on the season, you know, 182 over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, eight strikeouts in the last seven games. He's still walking a decent amount, six walks. But again, it, it, he's just not providing a threat there in the middle of the lineup right now. You don't expect him to hit the ball hard like you kind of did at one point. We're not really expecting home runs like he had, you know, a couple times here where he's had a string of home runs. And it seemed like he was turning the corner after, you know, he hit those couple home runs back at Dodger Stadium um, and was hitting the ball, you know, on the nose again. Now he seems to have lost that. I don't know. You know, at this point, he's far enough removed from injury unless he has a new injury. Um, I don't know if he has any other quirks or kicks to add to his swing to help him out. But, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where, We've talked about the Dodgers looking at, you know, maybe a third baseman. And if they get Max Muncy back in the fold, or if they get a new third baseman in the fold at the deadline, you know, that might push Muncy back to second base or, you know, in a platoon role maybe. Yeah. And the crazy thing is it's not even just, you know, you, however many games you go back, you could go back two months. Since May 18th, Max Muncy is batting 150 with a 266 on base percentage in the last two months. And obviously he was hurt for some of that time. Um, but I mean, he, he, he was, that covers about, looks like it's about uh, 20 games before he got hurt and another 15 or 16 since he got, since he came back from that injury. And so, uh, and the slugging percentage is down in the low three hundreds too. And so it's really, I mean, his, his OPS is under 600 in the last two months. He's still been batting cleanup for the Dodgers a lot of the time, uh, most of the time, I'd say. And, you know, we, we, we've had some comments in, in YouTube and, and on social media about moving Muncy down the lineup. And, you know, part of me is like, well, the offense is still working. And, you know, you, you don't want to make a situation worse with Muncy by, you know, making him feel like he's being demoted. But also you wonder if at this point maybe the pressure of batting cleanup uh, we've seen that over the years with different guys and different guys respond to different, different motivations, but, uh, you know, Gavin Lux thrived in the nine hole last year. Uh, Jock Peterson at times had to be dropped in the lineup to, to really bounce back and get together, get going. Cody Bellinger, they, they had him batting sixth and seventh a lot of the time when he was struggling. And I wonder if, if Muncie batting sixth or seventh instead of cleanup could be beneficial to him, which would be beneficial to the team in the long run. Uh, because maybe less of that pressure and, you know, it's going to help the team too. If instead of, you know, after Mookie and, and Freddie and Will do their thing, 
if if it's not Muncie coming up, who right now isn't doing much, you know, that it, it could be a win-win situation. Yeah. And the good part is like you have JD Mart, like you have a built-in number four hitter. And you, I don't think moving JD, you know, from five to four is going to mess with him too much. He's, you know, he's, he's so dedicated to a swing that, you know, you could bat him first, second, third, four. I don't like, I literally don't think anything will kind of get into a swing other than just his swing getting messed up on it on its own. It, you know, it is kind of interesting because Peralta, you know, maybe slumping a little the last couple of weeks. Hayward had the big home run. You know, there's not a, anyone necessarily that you're like, oh yeah, they're, they move up right now into that five hole, but they're more of a threat. Like Peralta's more of a threat. Hayward's more of a threat. I don't think you want to put out men up that high just because he's had a little bit of of better success recently, but you know, that that's possible. Uh, There's not a like, Oh, for sure. Everyone just kind of moves up type of deal. But you know, if that's what they need to do, I do think they're going to give him a little bit more time, maybe through the deadline. And then they'll kind of decide, okay, you know what? He's not hitting. We didn't get anybody that's going to be in the starting lineup capacity. So maybe, you know, we will drop Max and, and kind of let him build his way back up uh, because, yeah, it, it's it's working now. The Dodgers are winning. But again, everything's kind of gearing up for October. And, you know, Muncie's had a, a season where he wasn't good and, and had clutch moments in the postseason. So you you kind of want to you kind of can bank on that, I guess, in a sense. But again, it's not really something to bank on because you never know. Every year is a lot different than the last. And if you one thing you know about Vince is that you will never bank on anything <laughs> regarding the Dodgers' offense in the postseason. So yeah, nothing positive, at least. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess last thing we want to talk about is you mentioned Jake Maris that got hurt. He uh, it was kind of interesting. He pinch hit for Jason Hayward in what the third inning. Yeah. Uh, it was very early in the game. Hayward hit a three run homer his first time up, and then El Bencho, as they like to say, uh, Dave Roberts was asked about it after the game and kind of. Uh, he, he mentioned that he did that with David Freeze a couple times in the postseason uh, in 2018. I looked, and once against the Braves, uh, he pinch hit for Freeze in the third inning with Muncie, and then another time against the Brewers, pinch hit for him in the second inning uh, with Muncie also. Uh, both times it was after one at bat for Freeze. Uh, so similar situation. Marizic came in, got a base hit, and then uh, popped his hamstring and is going on the injured list. Fabian Ardaya reports that uh, Johnny DeLuca will be called up to take his spot, which makes sense because Johnny Duluka was sent down when the Dodgers signed Marisnik. I feel like Vince, Jake Marisnik is going to be this year's Kevin Pillar. It's like, here's a guy who grew up rooting for the Dodgers. Then the Dodgers signed him and Dodger fans weren't happy about it. And he played a couple games and he got hurt. Now we're going to spend all of September hearing reports that Jake Marisnik hopes to be ready for the postseason while we sit here and think, okay, but why do we want him to be ready for the postseason? So he's basically exactly Kevin Pillar. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad comparison at all. He had a couple hits the last two days. Uh, one of them was a little flare single, but hey, it was still a line drive in the book. But yeah, who knows? If you hear a pop and it goes into your hamstring, it's going to take you a while to get back. And, you know, if DeLuca gets a shot, he didn't get much of a shot before he would start here and there. But if they are, have a string of lefties they're coming to face here this weekend, you know, maybe some more lefties in the future, maybe, you know, he makes it to to the, that we don't think about Merznick and Merznick ends up being, you know, a roster casualty if they need it at some point. Um, that's a possibility. So, yeah, uh, a couple other updates. Clayton Kershaw through a bullpen. He still doesn't have any pain. Uh, still seems like they're going to hold him out till August. So, 
Um, that seems like a fun environment to be in telling Clayton Kershaw. I know you don't have any pain, but you're still not going to pitch for another couple weeks. And then quick update on Miguel Vargas uh, down in OKC. He had a little bit of a slow start, but he's now six for 13 with a bunch of walks. I think six for his last seven with a bunch of walks. So, again, a lot of guys have gone down to AAA, and there's been a lot of guys at, at OKC that have been very good offensively. But for Vargas, it's a matter of he – we know he has the talent. It's just a matter of maybe getting that confidence up and, you know, seeing the ball and hitting the ball uh, well is something that can boost that confidence. Yeah, and as soon as they have an everyday role for Vargas, he'll be back up in the big leagues, uh, assuming he keeps hitting well in AAA. Uh, DeLuca, I think they would have loved to have him in AAA where he could play every day. Uh, this will work well, though, because like like we talked about, at least two of the next four games are – against left-handed pitchers, so he'll probably get a couple starts there, and then then they can reassess at that point. But uh, kind of a bummer for Marisnik, just like it was for Pilar. You know, finally get the dream of playing for your childhood team, and then you go down with injury pretty quick. But, uh, hey, got to wear the Dodger blue. Travis Darno only got one game, and the Dodgers yeah. fixed him and shipped him off to become a superstar. So Yeah, future immaculate great answer for uh, for Dodgers Astros or Dodgers, whoever else he played for. So I use Mike Piazza as a as – a, uh, Marlins Silver Slugger and oh, yesterday's Immaculate Grid. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe so you get notified when our new episodes are up. And make sure to listen when those new episodes are up and be a part of the Everydayers because why wouldn't you want to be a part of the Everydayers? Remember, you can listen to the Dodgers Home Broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app if you search for Dodgers. Also, we can find Locked On Dodgers on there. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my advice by podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.